about virtual reality sex dungeons. And now here are the podcast hosts who travel so light they shave their heads before getting on any plane. Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Some of you might know that Allie and I are performers. We use the internet as a script in our live comedy show, Blogologs. We then had a web series called Two Girls, One Show, which you can find on Hoo Ha in which we interviewed people behind the posts that we were performing all those years, and we went on scripted adventures. And now we're podcasting with The Daily Dot and Matt Silverman. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. And on this show, we are talking to people behind internet communities and phenomena that we find really fascinating. Um, today is going to be fun. It Hopefully, we'll, we'll get some sense of um, vicarious travel, maybe through some stories. We'll see. Um, travel? But, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Although, you Seriously, know, guys, what is that? <laughs> I just traveled. Oh. Well, and you're traveling all the time, really, but you're doing a I'm corona doing a safe car travel yeah Yeah, i took an airplane guys gross you have a fabulous picture on your instagram of your travel outfit (laughs) which is like multiple masks and a onesie (laughs) oh my god i gotta i gotta get back on instagram just to see that (laughs) actually um some podcast listeners commented i see you're wearing a onesie i said there's more in the suitcase (laughs) thank you listeners um also non sequitur my mother Asked if I shop at TJ's. So clearly she doesn't listen to the podcast and doesn't know me at all. <laughs> like, um, that's one of my favorite stores. But uh, yeah, I took a plane east to visit family. I self-quarantined, got two COVID tests, and I how? tested negative on both, on both how, tests. How did those go? Actually, like, I got three tests, really? which is not okay and not what you should be doing, listeners. But I got three. Yeah, stop hogging all the tests. But seriously, there I call a lot of locations in Maryland where they're they don't have any left, so you should not be hogging tests. But I got a regular one, and then my parents really wanted me to go to get a rapid one, and then when I got the rapid one, they also gave me the regular one. So I ended up getting three mm. tests, and actually. I was negative three times, and then my parents wow. wanted me to get a fourth test, and I said, no. No. <laughs> You've had so many Q-tips up your nose. Is it Q-tips up the nose for every one of those? Everyone, but only one was the Q-tip to the brain. Okay. That How- story is real. It's a Q-tip How is to that? the brain. Did they leave a, a hole that she'll hurt. be there forever? No, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's highly uncomfortable. Like, you sort of feel, you guys can't see my face, but I'm like, Ugh, like, it's, it's, mm, it's for reals. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, just, I'm not a doctor. I didn't know they needed a brain tissue sample to right. test. No, listen, That's very the precise. The Q-tip goes back so far. It hits your brain and it sort of hurt my left eye. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I could feel it like in the back you have like a of twitch my now? eye. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm okay. God. I don't mean to complain, honestly. It could be way no, worse. I know. I know. It, yeah. So glad. But it really, um, getting the tests points to a lot of the reasons that the federal government has failed just in terms of like, knowing the differences between the rapid and the regular and where to get them and how to get them and how long you should wait. Like there's not like general national guidance. I mean, they guess, you know, there is still the CDC, but it just like really kind of um, hit that home. But also, you know, props to my hometown of Baltimore. The COVID test was at a beer stand. (laughs) (laughs) Could you purchase a beer? (laughs) It made so much sense. Why be less when you can be more? (laughs) <laughs> uh, no you couldn't pur- purchase a beer but literally they stood behind like the cash registers there's all these signs it's like beer it's like an outside like beer stand like a beer like not not like it's like a pavilion but it's it's like not co- enclosed do you know what i mean it's like a yeah. mm-hmm. side of the road mm-hmm. beer stand wow <laughs> so, so that's what's happening with me jen how did the move go well, you good. The move. yeah yeah we traveled in our own way with a, in a moving truck uh, i actually just stayed in the same place the whole time which was my apartment um Adam and I are living together and uh, we're in my apartment. It is kind of weird because we're just in a holding pattern right now until we get a place of our own in a few months. Uh, And, you know, I keep finding myself like adjusting all the pictures, like making sure they're all straight. And I'm like, Jen, just chill out. Yeah, you don't need to. (laughs) Exactly. Taking all those pictures off the wall soon. Does not matter. Does not matter. So, anyway, are you guys going to get a two bedroom when you move in together? 
that is the plan so we can have a crafting room to do Legos. Oh, yeah. shit. I Maybe can't I'll wait do... to visit the crafting room. I know. I will hang up all of the Golden Girl embroidery that I do thanks to Allie sending mm. me that lovely gift earlier in quarantine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it'd be a good quarantine activity. Quarantine. Well, hold on. Hold I on. Crafting room slash podcasting room, I hope. Well, yes, it's really a multi-purpose room, but it will primarily it's, be for crafting. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Are mm-hmm. you going to put like those mats that they have at multi- in multi-purpose rooms? You know, <laughs> it's like mm. a romper room. Like it's like a <laughs> child's gymnasium. That's yeah, great when you for said sound. romper, you know, I thought of onesies. I got excited all over again. But <laughs> yeah, but also somersaults. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so well, where is Adam as we speak? Is he just like listening? No, no, he's at work. He's actually he's going into his office uh, at a distance. This has been for a little while. I know. I have 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 this. How about this? (laughs) That's not a boo. That's close. That's the best I got. That's the new boo. Isn't that a chew? That's a chew. (laughs) It's a chew boo. Um, So. Anyway, I'm a solo female today at home podcasting, which reminds me. <laughs> I'm always a solo damn. female. God damn it. You're surrounded by family right now. I know. <laughs> today we're speaking to the founder of something called the Solo Female Traveler Network, which is a mm-hmm. home, a home and community for women uh, to learn important travel skills in their own words, find support in times of triumph and trouble which, you know, it sounds like it's good for these times, and connect with a network of peers. So I will be very interested to hear what this is all about. I've done my fair share of solo female travel, but not a ton of international travel on my own. And for some reason, that's what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of this network, but we shall see. Well, I think it's both. Looks like there's a lot of international, but I saw Yosemite on their list. I think it's anything, really. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. So excited to uh, dive into this network and remember the time that we used to travel. Indeed. Matt, have you done any solo female travel? I am neither female nor never been solo. Uh, yeah, we know. Ever. That's true. Uh, I, was hoping, so, I was hoping you'd have a better answer to that. I, but. I'm, I am here to learn a lot. Okay. And my first question is, is where have you both been? I get the solo traveling. Like I, I see the value in it. I've never really done it, but, uh, what do you enjoy about it? What, what, what are you, when you're out and about in a new place alone, what, what are you doing? You're, you're looking around, seeing the sights, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, it's just like, sometimes it's a lot of coordinating with other people versus just like getting up and going, you know? Totally, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sounds there's great. a ton of, in my experience, confidence to be gained from like being able to figure out a trip on your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, just getting through the experience. Cause obviously like, especially if you go abroad and you're not familiar with the culture, like every single day you have to like, it's like figuring out a puzzle of like, how do I get mm-hmm. food? <laughs> how do I communicate <laughs> this to someone? And, um, yeah, just uh, when I come back from those trips, I really feel like I could conquer anything. So, yeah. but there That's are awesome. a lot of things that happen to women that men don't even know about or see because why would yep. they? Like when yep. I was living in Egypt many, many moons ago, I was part of a program, but I went there alone. So I did a lot of stuff alone, but also like had this program. But the men didn't understand how the women, the white women, were like followed on the street because, like, if I was with a dude, nobody did that. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy. And so they tell, yep. you know, like wear an engagement ring. Like the first phrases I learned were like, Anamitgoezo, which is like, I'm married. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they like won't bother you. It's kind of crazy. And there was one time in Colombia where like the police came and like I like went into this like crazy market and like the police like escorted me out. They were like, Women can't be here alone. I was like, okay. Wow. Like, <laughs> in Colombia. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. a little terrified of being sex trafficked. <laughs> like, okay, that's weird. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not yeah. weird, but like, I mean, the odds are really low. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean it's my something guess... we should all be concerned about. But <laughs> well, it just just recently, I had seen a post recently on Instagram where it was like this woman standing in front of a rainbow and she's smiling. She must be some sort of influencer. And to be honest, I forget who it was. But uh, she was like, you know, I may look happy in this picture, but she told a story about how she was at a gas station recently in the U.S. Had to use the restroom. There was a line. There was 
there's a girl in front of her on her phone on video and a guy was on the video and she could, the girl was speaking Spanish, I guess. And this woman was speaking English, but anyway, the girl was speaking to her, this guy on the phone in Spanish. And she understood that they were saying like, do you like her? How does she look to you? And like the woman was like holding up the phone so they could see the girl behind them. And um, she said she like bolted to her car. Anyway, I don't know if it's true or not. It was just something I read. But then, like, I was just at a bunch of gas stations yesterday. Adam and I were traveling Maybe across states. Maybe they were just states. wondering if they should ask her to have a threesome. Maybe she's our unicorn. It just got into my brain. We were at a gas station yesterday in, like, New Jersey. And, like, there was a guy and a girl, like, in a car. And I was like, are they scoping me out? <laughs> I shouldn't flatter myself. I'm probably too old to be sex trafficked, but like, no, let let me be clear. Honestly, we probably are, but it is, it is not safe for a woman to go into a gas station in New Jersey alone. That is not, that's not okay. Doesn't uh, they pump your gas for you? That's right. That's so there's really no need to leave your For that exact reason. Yeah, your story has holes in it. It's not adding up. Anyway, I think about that sort of thing. I'm sure a lot of women do. Yeah. Just to really make sure that things are really, like, peppy for this episode. You know, yeah, just you know. a real break from quarantine. We're going to talk about sex trafficking today. This is going so well, we should do a spin-off sex trafficking podcast where we only talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I think, honestly... Um, in light of 2020, that still might be an upper. <laughs> that, would, that would do, a, that would do uh, I was debating whether to say that out loud, and then I did. A few summers ago, I went to L.A. for like six weeks or something, and Allie, like, I think you had just moved out there. I, I, I forget. But um, I went on a bunch of hikes by myself, I remember. And I don't know, Allie, if you like hiked by yourself. But Wait, like, you did? Where yeah. was I? I, good question. You know, I was staying like pretty far away from you. And like, all I had to do was like take hikes. I didn't know anyone. But when I think back on that now, I'm like, man, I was like miles out in the woods. You'd see people on the trail, but I also remember seeing like, I don't know, just like men who were alone too. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do in that situation. Mm. Anyhow, we're about to, we're about to find out. We're about to find out. Let's keep it peppy. Let's do some trivia. (laughs) First, we have trivia. This one's a good one. Today's trivia is about one of the most badass solo female travelers of all time. I'm speaking, of course, about Amelia Earhart. She was, of course, an aviation pioneer and the first woman to complete a solo flight across the Atlantic Ocean in 1932, despite many people telling her she couldn't or she shouldn't. Sadly, of course, uh, during an attempt to circumnavigate the globe in 1937, her plane disappeared somewhere over the central Pacific Ocean, and she was never found. But in addition to being a brilliant aviator, she also led a really interesting life. Uh, read about Amelia Earhart whenever you get the chance. Uh, I have three facts about Amelia Earhart. Which of these very interesting tidbits is true? Are you prepared? (laughs) Yes. Yes. A. Before she married her husband, she insisted on a prenuptial agreement that guaranteed both parties the right to be unfaithful to each other. (laughs) She wanted that in writing. B, after her transatlantic flight, Earhart started her own fashion line using aviation materials like parachute silk and textiles from airplane wings. C, Earhart was good buddies with the first lady of the United States, Eleanor Roosevelt, and they once snuck out of a White House dinner party to take a joyride in a plane to Allie's hometown of Baltimore just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I don't think it's C. I think it's A, but I'm going to go with C because I want it to Hold be on. C. Oh, Hold there's on. a D? What? There's more. There's a D, which you, you usually go for the D. You know how I feel about the D, yeah. <laughs> D, all of these statements are true. E, none of these are true. I made them all up. Ugh. You know what? I'm going to go with D. Okay, Allie goes for the D. Thank as you usual. for providing me my only D of quarantine. No comment. Um, I'm going to go. I don't know why. You guys knew that joke was coming. Come on. Like, I don't even know why you're. Don't act suppressed. I guess I'll just take the complete opposite and say that none of them are true and you've embellished. I, I imagine like elements of some of these are true, but uh, I'll say none. 
Ah. This okay. is just Matt's imagination. Oh yeah, sometimes yeah. he does the thing Love where it. he's like, well, it's almost true, but it changes one detail. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm going to be absolutely fair. If none of these are true, these are all wacky, crazy things. Okay. And Amelia Earhart just lived alone in isolation and did nothing for 20 years, then flew across the Atlantic. That would be the alternative to this. Okay. okay. None so that's of them. what Jen went with? All right. We will find out the correct answer after this important commercial break. We just wanted to extend a hearty thank you to the following people who are quite a trip. Jerry Duran. <laughs> Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliott. James Dozier. Christopher Latch. Kathy Phillips. William. And Matthew Scott. <laughs> thank you so much. These fine folks have supported us at the $10 or more level, and so can you. And then these fine voices will also say your name. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. And now a real post entitled, Just a Thought When Out and About, from the Neighborhood Network, where everyone loves to hear your thoughts. Next door, courtesy of Best of Next Door. <laughs> when you do have to be out, please consider your dress. This <clears throat> might take a bit of effort. But let's avoid the temptation to go out in our PJs. House slippers. Grub clothes. You don't have to dress to the nines, but please consider clean, neat, casual clothes, maybe some brighter colors and fun designs. It will make you feel better, and also those around you. And consider the same at home. Don't fall to not showering. Men, uh, don't skip shaving, even if just every other day. Women. Maybe do a bit of makeup and consider not being in your PJs all day. Just because we are experiencing a crisis, we <laughs> don't have to be slobs. Well, my sartorial choices have definitely suffered since starting this whole quarantine thing. Wow. So, why? Well, you know, I well, I, when I was away, I only had like ten pieces of clothing, so I got used to wearing like workout clothes when it got hot out and that sort of thing. Whereas, like, I used to. Adam was like always on my case about never like wearing dresses, but like I really like got hyper casual for like four months, and so now I'm trying to like wear some dresses. Now that I'm back in New York, I have more options of what I'm going to wear. But nah, uh, I haven't gotten properly dressed tough. in months. Yeah, but your onesies look put together. That's the great thing about a onesie. <laughs> Not always. It's literally put together. <laughs> Here's the thing about my look. If I don't tame the frizz, I look insane. That's it. Mm. It's just all about mm -hmm. the frizz. Like if you're wearing a onesie and your hair is frizzy, and I'm talking you've seen my hair, Jen, like it can get fucking crazy. They're like the frizz by frizz. It's like hair is just literally five inches standing up. You look batshit. Yeah. But if you if you do your hair, then it's like a look. Uh -huh. Do you need to shower and condition in order for that to be achieved? Or can you just do, do a brush every couple of days? I want so badly to make fun of Matt right now, but I'm not going to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I uh, so do, dry shampoo has changed my life. Oh, okay. There's an amazing sketch show called Baroness Von Sketch that was huge in Canada. And now you can get it on IFC and it's like four women in their 40s or something or older. And I fucking love them because you it's such a feminist show. Like you're it's so unusual to see this many women on screen. You don't think about it. But then when you watch this, you're like, whoa, this looks so different. Because there, there'll be like one male extra, but like everyone else is female. But they have this like amazing sketch about dry shampoo where like her life is falling <laughs> apart and she like turns into a bear. But like she has dry shampoo. It's <laughs> my story. Anyway. Uh, I'm sorry, Jen, you mentioned, you said a word at the beginning of this segment, sar sartorial. I didn't go to Yale, so I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Look it up. Matt. What an idiot. No, it, it's fashion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fashion smashing. Yep, that's what it is.
All right, who's ready for the trivia answer? So ready for that, D. <laughs> Amelia Earhart, uh, the most badass solo female traveler, at least from this country. Uh, she was pretty cool. Uh, and aside from all that airplane stuff, what did she do with her life? Uh, a, she had a prenup where she could cheat on her husband and her he with her. That was part of their marriage contract. B, uh, she started a fashion line full of airplane stuff. C, she skipped out on the White House with Eleanor Roosevelt and they flew to Baltimore just to have a good old time. Uh, D, all of these are true. That was Allie's choice. She went for the D. And Jen said, none of these are true. I made all of this crap up. Are you ready? Uh-huh. So ready. The correct answer is D. It's all true. Yes. And it's all amazing. Thank you. What? For allowing me that D. When you wrote it, were you like, I'm going to make the real one the D for Allie? You deserve it. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah, you. Probably. Thank you so much. Subconsciously, I'm sure I did. Thank you so much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, I love that she's a badass bitch and that all of those things were true. I'm, I'm very yeah. happy about that. What yeah, is she, going like, on? I don't know. Tell us. Like, not enough that you're like, like this truly pioneer uh, aviator, like all just all this other cool stuff on the side. Uh, just hanging out with the first lady, just just kind of like bailing on the on the White House dinner when like, I don't know. Hop in my plane, Eleanor Roosevelt. Let's get out of here. <laughs> like, that's fucking rules. <laughs> Hop in my plane, Eleanor Roosevelt. It's a great catchphrase. <laughs> Hop in my plane. Why don't you hop in my plane, Eleanor Rosa? Uh, All right. So what tells like what is like the prenup? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she, her her fiance proposed to her like six times, and she was not really feeling it. And then eventually, was like, okay, if we put this in writing, uh, w- we can get married. And uh, he eventually agreed. And there were other things in this prenup that there's a whole uh, uh, article about this, but. Um, yeah, she was very uh, particular th- about the idea that like I can't be, I can't be with one person. Like I'm going to be needing to be with other people too, and you have to be okay with that. Was was part of her. And this is in 1930 something. You know when she got married. Wild. Great. I've been listening to a lot of Dan Savage in quarantine, and I'm behind it. Mm-hmm. Great. And then what else? <laughs> so wait, was she like pals with Eleanor? Like what? How did this all happen? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I did. I don't know. I didn't do enough reading to find out how they met. But I, but, you know, be, she became a public figure when she made the the transatlantic flight. So I assume she was honored by various heads of state, and she just got became buddies with Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt, who was also like a very progressive feminist kind of person who was who did not take shit. I don't think from from a lot of people. So they they bonded over that kind of stuff and became buddies. Uh, it just sounds sounds like fun. What a badass. I just Googled her. She looks really cool. Her mm-hmm. hair is all short, like mm-hmm. choppy. Yeah, it's- I went down an Amelia Earhart wormhole once, which I think is why I kind of knew that it was D. Mm. Big wormhole, mm-hmm. conspiracy theories. Did she live? Did she mm. die? Some people are like, she she didn't. She ended up, you can see her in this extremely blurry photo in Japan. Like, mm. <laughs> that would be, it would be so cool if she like was out there somewhere, you know, but. Maybe she was trying to escape that husband. Yeah. It sounds like what? that's it was plausible. already written in the prenup that she didn't even need to. You <laughs> <laughs> we escaping at that point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, it is time for our interview. Please welcome to the show the founder of the Solo Female Traveler Network, Amanda Black. Welcome, Amanda. Thanks. Great to be here. We were reading that the network began in 2016. Is that right? Yep. That's when the Facebook group started. Oh, okay, cool. We read that it started from a hostile couch in Mexico, where all good stories start or end. (laughs) I'm not sure. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I was traveling uh, for quite a while, and I had gotten to Mexico, and it was sort of my travel break. And um, I booked this room at a hostel, and they it was a bit of a scam, actually, I think, because when I got there, they said they were booked. So they put me in this um, hotel room about 10 minute walk away. And it was a massive upgrade than a hostel room. But my room was broken into and everything was stolen. So not an upgrade. <laughs> not not quite. <laughs> I found myself in Mexico. I had just gotten there, didn't really know anybody. And I had, you know, they took my computer, they took all my dive gear, all of my everything, everything oh my except my dirty clothes. So is it weird <laughs> that I gasped the most at the dive gear? That no, one it's, it's not weird at all. It was brand okay. new and it was really pretty. And expensive, I assume. Yeah. You know about scuba gear. Yeah. 
very mm-hmm. expensive. Um, but I found myself like feeling really vulnerable and didn't know what to do. And I just sort of like promised myself that no other woman um, should ever have to feel this way because I knew that there were people around me who would be willing to help me out, but like I couldn't connect with them. So that's when I started the Facebook group. Maybe this would be obvious for women or maybe not, but we also have a lot of listeners who are men. So we were curious to know up top just sort of what are the things, the main things that are different about traveling as a solo uh, woman versus as a man? That's a great question. I think they start even from before you leave. Like when a man says, I'm going to go travel or backpack by myself, people probably don't say too much. But when a woman says it, there's guaranteed she gets questions like, oh my gosh, aren't you afraid? Or is that safe? The perception of it is is much more dangerous for women than it is for men. But then, you know, there are some concerns that are a little different. Like if you're going to certain countries, you do have to adapt to the culture. And that culture might mean that you have to, you know, dress more modestly or the perception of a, of a foreign woman walking alone is different than it might be at home. So you just have to be aware of those things a lot more than, than men do. So before we move on from this topic, we'd love to hear just some of the main concerns for women traveling alone. But also something we found really interesting is we noticed on your blog, there was a post about concerns for the deaf community. And I hadn't thought about that because I'm an asshole. And I was just wondering (laughs) if there are, you know, different major concerns that people don't think of for the various groups and subgroups. Yeah, I think that there are so many subgroups of travel. Um, Solo female travel is one all on its own, but then you have solo female travel for, like your example, um, for deaf women. Even before that, though, the concerns that women have, whether they have a disability, whether they're a woman of color, whether they're um, even... I don't know, like fat girls is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a whole, it's a whole subset. Like it's a whole like niche of travel. All of them have their different concerns and their different considerations. Um, but for women who travel solo specifically for all of us, one of the biggest issues that everyone is thinking about, whether they talk about it or not, is the, is gender-based violence. It's mm. something that obviously happens in every country all over the world. Our perception of that violence is different depending on where we're from and and where we plan on going. It's something that we're always thinking about before we go and being warned about repeatedly. But ultimately, it's just about confidence. Confidence and being prepared and believing in yourself and having a network. It it makes a really big difference when not only you have people to connect to when you're abroad, but also that that you feel you have that community at your back. Well, speaking of community... We want to hear about the site. So how did you spread the word? How did this grow from a Facebook group to really a full-blown, you know, network online and in person? Yeah. So when I started it, I just invited my friends, my friends who I met while traveling and encouraged them to invite their solo female travel friends. And that's honestly what it intended to be was just a little community of people I knew and people they knew. And we would just be there to support each other on the road, share stories, have someone to kind of like share your day or even vent about something that happened without all the judgment from your non-traveling friends back home or your family who's telling you all the time to, to just come home. There was obviously a need because once the group sort of got going, other people joined and it just kind of blew up. When we were at 65,000 members, I thought, wow, okay, this is like taken off somewhere. Maybe I can make this into something where we can provide even more support and community to women around the world. And then it just sort of snowballed from there. How quickly did it grow to 65,000? I guess it took about a year and a half without any kind of, without trying at all, without That's amazing. Sh- sharing it, just existing. Yeah. Yeah. And how big is it now? Uh, We're at about uh, 419,000. Wow. Okay. Great. Great. I I love that it snowballed like that. So how many different countries are represented in the membership? Do you know? All over the world. There are women from 
literally all over the globe. It's it's one of the coolest parts about it. In Facebook groups, as we all know, when they get bigger and bigger, sometimes there are a few more trolls. There's a, a lot more noise, which we manage as best we can with our group of amazing moderators. But the coolest thing about being the size that we are is that we have women from everywhere with lots of different perspectives and stories and answers to questions that you would never even think of. That's one of my favorite parts about it. I was curious about the meetup tours, um, assuming those aren't happening now, but um, would love to know where have you all gone in the past? Um, so they are happening now, actually. We're really? Doing, we're doing, sort of, yeah. We're, we've are we canceled all of the international trips, of course, like the longer, our normal trips are canceled. But we've started something called mini meetup tours, and they're like three to four day long camping trips and around the, around the United States. And they're around the United States only because that's where I am right now. And so it's easier for me to make sure that they're very COVID careful. With our normal meetup tours, we've gone to a lot of awesome places. The, the very first one was in Bali, and it's still one of our favorites. We've gone since to Egypt is one is probably our most popular along with Morocco. We have South Africa and Kenya, India. We've been to Jordan. We're going to Antarctica. Really? Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. How much is the Antarctica trip? Girl, it's not cheap. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of money to get there. Yeah. yeah. Are, you guys, no, our, are you guys having like a private boat? So we're not doing the private boat because uh we need to make sure that it's going to it's going to go well before we rent out an entire 100 person boat. So we what we've done is we've we've taken a little bit of like a backpacker Antarctica approach, if that's even a thing, um, where we found a boat that we really, really like. And we've chosen um, dates that are we've gotten really early. We have some good connections and we've chosen dates that are, that are a little bit cheaper. We have we've saved about 30 spots on that boat. So you're going to take over an existing boat. That's the goal. That would be like that it. would be fantastic. What's the price? And when is it? I really do. The next one is in February 2021. Fingers uh-huh. crossed. Uh-huh. And okay, I'm sorry. You're not only going to the coldest, most desolate place on the you're going face of the goddamn earth, but you're going in fucking February. <laughs> oh, is that why it's a lower price? Because nobody wants to go in February? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, February is one of the best times to go because you're kind okay. of in the middle of seasons and you get like you get um Man, I should probably research this before I say it, but it's like there's still plenty of snow and it's still white, whereas the end of the season, it's all dirty and not so photogenic. And there's (laughs) penguins and you still get the seals and the whales. It's like the perfect middle time to go toward sort of toward the end of the season, but not yet. My cousins went and said it was like shockingly incredible that the landscape is unbelievable. I don't like cold, but that one sounds pretty interesting and (laughs) COVID free. That's true. I'm just curious, yeah. what are some of the things you're doing? Jen, on she the... didn't tell me how much it costs. I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll look on my own time. That's it. We can look that up. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things you're doing on the domestic trips right now, like during COVID? Is it are they hiking related if you're in a national park or like are, are they adventure based or like what are some of the activities that are taking place? Yeah. So so for example, we have the Yosemite trip coming up in about a month and that's our very first COVID careful mini meetup tour. And that one it's, it's camping and, um, we try to include a combination of like, there's plenty of hiking and plenty of adventure. Um, but we also recognize that not everyone loves the kind of outdoorsy rugged experience. So we've also included a wine tasting (laughs) and, yeah, and we've picked a campground that that has plenty of showers. So we're trying to keep it co- really COVID careful and beautiful, but kind of cater to, you know, give free time and let people do what, they, what they're actually interested in. So fun. Have you been to Yellowstone? I haven't been there yet, no. Okay, I was going to see if you had any tips. I have a trip to Yellowstone. In, in a bit coming up. Oh, cool. <laughs> Jen's living her best life in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I am. I would, 
I also I just want to say I like wine and I like hiking and I like doing it all at the same time. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, dangerous, Jennifer. I can't just drink and hike. Solo drunken hiking. Not that's by just myself, not by myself. <laughs> <laughs> what about the workshops? What are those all about? Yeah, so we have obviously our free Facebook community, but we also have a paid version of our of our community. It's our membership. And in there, that's where you find the workshops and sort of like a more engaged, uh, more moderated, closer knit version of our Facebook group. And the workshops are pretty rad. We bring in women who really believe in our mission and believe in community and have something cool to teach us. So for example, we've had um, Bria Larson, uh, the Olympic gold medalist, come and talk to us about goal setting. We've had- How did you um, get her? Um, just ask. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and and you can see on our website like a a list of some of our other um of our other speakers we also have um a winemaker a female winemaker in napa um at olete wines who um is just like really fun um makes amazing wine and is really living that like entrepreneur inspirational life. So we've had her come and do a wine tasting for us. And, and yeah, lots of, lots of really amazing accomplished women. We'd be happy to come on and teach a workshop. You'd be so welcome <laughs> I'm just to kidding. come and teach it. <laughs> we wouldn't teach them anything they want to know. Um, yeah. I'm not recording this. This is just a sales pitch. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. So it looks from your website, like there's a tattoo for solo female travel. And I have to say it looks very badass. And I kind of want to do more solo female travel just to be able to substantiate getting that tattoo. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> sure. Um, Well, first of all, I really, really encourage you to do more solo travel and to get that tattoo. Cool. It's our logo, of course. It's also just sort of our our community symbol. It means like a triangle with a horizontal line through it is an ancient symbol for both women and for Earth. And then we added the compass for travel, obviously. And we turned the line into an arrow to represent a journey moving forward. I love how meaningful that symbol is. I feel like often logos and stuff are like, well, we like these designs and colors and there's a B in there. So we put that in too. You know, I just, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Do you have any thoughts about like what to do? Or I don't, I'm sure you talk about this in the network and different people have different responses to this, but what to do if you get into an undesirable situation while you're traveling solo? Like I'm sure it depends on the situation too. Yeah, I think it really depends on what the situation is. Um, the, one of the most common ones that I see um, posted about in, in our community is revolving around accommodation. Like if you get to um, an Airbnb where the host creeps you out, if your room is broken into, those kinds of situations are probably one of the more common scenarios. My first advice always, no matter what's going on, is to fall, is listen to your gut. If you feel like something is wrong, something's wrong. I would start there and I would also recommend obviously connecting with a community where you can tell them what you're feeling, ask them their advice based on the situation. Um, actually we have a really cool story from the group where, um, a woman was, she had been traveling. She met a guy, um, in her solo travels, fell in love and started traveling with him. It was a new relationship and they had just gotten to Turkey and which I believe is where he was from. And She was with him at, I don't know if it was his house or a accommodation, whatever, but he got abusive and she locked herself in the bathroom. She was very young and I don't know that she, anyway, mind. She was, she didn't know what to do. So she locked herself in the bathroom and she had a phone, thankfully, and she tried calling the police. They either weren't responsive, didn't speak English. This is a nightmare. Yeah, or just never showed up. And meanwhile, she's updating us in the Facebook group saying that he's like banging on the door and she doesn't, you know, she's terrified. It was horrible. Eventually, apparently, he sort of backed off and stopped banging on the door and stopped trying to talk to her. So she 
anyway, she, as she's posting this in the Facebook group, we had hundreds of comments on her post, giving her, of course, lots of encouragement. But even more importantly, we had locals who were living in the area calling the police on her behalf. Mm. I mean, the police must have gotten so many calls from, from like, you know, women from around the world, actually. It was in particular the help of a local woman who spoke the language and knew where she was, who... I think she it, she had a lot to do with the cops actually showing up and then uh, this girl getting the heck out of there. So that's one wow. of my um, favorite stories about the power of community in those bad situations. I think it's really important. That is incredible and dark. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Like, you know, yeah. on Instagram, you see all the like flowy dresses and fields of lavender and all this beautiful stuff, but that's only one side of travel. This, this stuff yeah. happens. Because it feels to me in some ways like this, you know, antidote to the old boys club where there's this girls club, you better watch out. And they're looking out <laughs> for each other in that way. Yeah. You had another story you shared with us that I'd love to hear or I'd love our listeners to hear um a similar story about a girl who was alone and sprained her ankle yeah so a less um, dark story yeah but equally good <laughs> she's a a member of our community who I know because um she came on our Morocco meetup tour our last one before covid um in february that's a good last one to have it was a very good trip yeah it was a good one that's where you go in february Um, that's how I know her personally is because I was on that trip and, and so was she. Um, but I saw on her, on her personal Facebook group uh, account that she was posting a lot about how she broke her ankle when she was, um, when she was hiking solo with her dog and she, um, she broke it and she hobbled her way out of there somehow. And now she lives, she lives on her own and, um, she can't work right now. She's, um, an intensive care nurse for COVID patients actually. And, um, she's just sort of like needing help with the boring stuff like laundry and groceries and, and all that. So I posted for her because sometimes we have a hard time asking for help. So I asked for help and we got a beautiful response. So many words of encouragement and, uh, locals, one girl even lived just a couple blocks away from her. And they wouldn't have known. So she got she got lots of support from that. And hopefully she gets better soon. Yeah. I love that that's how the community, what it's become. Do you have other stories like that? I have so many. I have so many. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some that aren't so dark. Those are the ones I tend to remember. No, but I mean, um, but those are the ones where you're really in need and the community comes together. So I think there's also kind of a lovely reason that they're dark. And I think a lot of the perils of solo female travel are these circumstances of being overpowered or something like that. And, and what do you do? So I know right. they're dark, but I actually think they're great and really exemplify why this network is needed. Yeah. And what the internet is for in a way. Yeah. Like I didn't know that I lived one block away from someone who who needed help. There's no way we could know each other, but now through a community I can help that yeah. person. That's amazing. That's what this is for. Exactly. Yeah, it's actually that's, perfect. Yeah. That's exactly why I started it. So you had mentioned the flowing fields of lavender on social media. Um, I was wondering how you think social media, and I'm just thinking Instagram specifically, but I that is where I mostly live on social media. So maybe <laughs> you know I'm biased there. But how how do you think it's like helping or hurting travel experiences, and like how we see it portrayed, how people are like approaching their trips and thinking about like posting it to social? I, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. <laughs> yeah, I think that Instagram in particular is is really powerful in encouraging women to actually get out there. It's, it's a really great tool when you want to feel inspired. Um, and when you want to feel like you're not alone, you can see, um, other people who are just like you, um, going out there and doing exactly what you dream of and make you, make you feel empowered to do it. I think also it can help you learn about places that are a little bit more off the beaten path, places that maybe aren't in the guidebooks and yeah. And like it, uh, improve your travel experiences by just like discovering new places. But with that, 
comes some downfalls as well. I think Instagram, um, we have an article about this on our website, actually. Instagram also can really hurt your travel experiences. It can over-popularize different places around the world. And if you see a photo of uh, of somebody in this beautiful place um, where somehow it's empty and, f- you know, full of color, and then you get there and it's full of people and trash and pollution, the expectation versus reality can be, in a lot of cases, really, really polar opposites. I, I do wonder too about people's experience of a place if they're trying to post about it. It's everything you were saying about wanting it to look so perfect versus like just being able to experience the place. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. you know, if you're snapping a lot of photos or whatever it is. So I don't know. We all fall prey to that sometimes. Well, we wanted to ask kind of, uh, I don't know what, what you'll think about this, but we also sort of have like a little game. Um, we wanted to know what are some of the best ways to take a coronation basically like in in this time we're in, we want to go away. Like, I guess, first of all, like, what are some of your ideas? And then we wanted to come up with some ideas with you. Sure. So do you mean taking a vacation literally from your couch or going out into the world and just being safe? (laughs) Good question. Allie, what do you think? (laughs) I want to know if I'm on a river in an inner tube, does that count as a coronation? I think it does. Okay. Who's in there with you? Who's in the tube with you? (laughs) If I'm in a hammock, is that a coronation? I think so. I think you can have a (laughs) coronation from your bed if you feel like you're on vacation. Okay. What about if I move from my bed to my couch? Is that a coronation? Because it's like kind of a change of scene. If you want it to be. What about if I move from my uh, house to the outside and I climb a tree? Is that a coronation? Sounds like it to me. Okay. It sounds like anything. Can we rebrand? I need to rebrand. Okay. Covacation. 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 There's a V in there that you can use to get to the vacation. Covacation sounds like it's like a vacation with multiple people. Like, oh, oh me and Jen, we're going on a co-vacation. We'll be together. That's right. true. Going on That's vacation. good point. Okay. Thank so, you for f- f- focus grouping this one. Yeah, I already thought this, this through, Matt, but I appreciate <laughs> you being on top of it. For sure. Thank you. For sure. Um, what about if you go into a tree and there's a family of chipmunks and Jennifer has named them all Eric? Is that, that a coronation? I mean, as long or? as you stay six feet away, I guess. From, from all the Erics? From all the yeah. chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was a true life. That was a story that happened. Um, yeah. What about if they're at separate picnic tables, their own chipmunk picnic tables that are all on different branches of the tree? Is that? Sure. Cool. I think, right. guys. Great. I feel good. I mean, it just sounds like anything could be called, could be rebranded a coronation. <laughs> but actually, with that said, what are, what are your tips for traveling during this time, for real? <laughs> I would say um, definitely follow all the normal precautions, like wear a mask. Don't be a jerk about it. Wear a mask. Stay six feet away from people, even when it's hard. Like if sometimes the national parks, not all of them have like restrictions or parks in general, not all of them have restrictions on how many people can are allowed in. And some of them can get pretty crowded and campgrounds, same thing. But like stay six feet away and talk to people and you know that's part of the fun of travel is meeting new people but like just be smart about it you can still go out and have fun and experience things especially in nature these days but follow the guidelines mask six feet away wash your hands don't be dirty it's just too bad because i personally enjoy being dirty and now I can't in the alternate timeline I'm at Burning Man right now, and I am oh, filthy. I wasn't yeah. even thinking about that. I was yeah, just absolutely so filthy. Sorry. My hair is starting to dread. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's What's going to happen with Burning Man? Well, that it won't be rescheduled. We're it's just not, taking a break. It's not this yeah. year. It's virtual, which I think okay. is the antithesis of Burning silly. Man, and is so silly, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch because it's just going to make me So sad. virtual Burning Man is not a coronation. <sighs> I mean, it is for some, but do you think we should book now for 2022? Because, like, flights are on sale, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should. I think that you should book even for 2021. I think that travel will open, and if it doesn't, then you've put your money in, and it'll just move. You'll, you can bump it to your next flight, but... um 
Yeah, I think I would. I have. I would I would definitely book um for 2022 and I think I just want to put my plug in here that everyone should really try to support local tour operators. Like the tourism industry, travel industry in general is just decimated by everything yeah. that's going on. And um the the small guys, the ones that offer you like really amazing local experiences and personal experiences, they're going under really fast. So making your plans with them and letting them, if they have to cancel a trip, letting them hold your deposit with not arguing for refunds um, would be a very kind thing to do um, to help the the small guys in the travel space. Bit of a That's tangent, a but very yeah, much no, tangent really, really totally on brand <laughs> with this that. interview. Mm-hmm. But I think another issue is how soon do you think other countries will start letting in Americans? <laughs> um, I think that's a great question. It's a difficult question to answer because it's not really just about like when countries will let us in because there are some awesome countries now who are letting us in. It's really about like when it's a safe, responsible, good time to travel and everybody has different opinions on it. Some of them very, very passionate opinions. I think that um, in 2021, there will be countries that will be very worthwhile to travel to that will be open. And if you feel comfortable going, then you could go. It's hard. It's really hard because in our group, like people are trolling really hard and really angry and passionate about like staying home and stuff. And I agree with it. But after a year of lockdown, I mean, I don't know how much like people are going to be able to take. Well, yeah. What do you mean by that kind of trolling? What we've seen a lot in our Facebook group is very passionate members talking um, what some people have termed as travel shaming these days. People who are some of them are acting like COVID doesn't exist. Some of them are just, you know, taking a road trip to the state next to them. It really varies, but there's a lot of passionate and sometimes angry um, commentary about um, and judgment about people traveling these days. And it's something that um, has been plaguing a lot of travel groups lately. And I think it just stems from the fear of the uncertainty and um, the the wishing that this would just end already. Um, but sometimes it does turn turn kind of nasty. Totally. It's, it's really, it's really hard and complicated because just speaking from personal experience, not with regard to travel, but when we observe other people making decisions that we view as like, Hey, this is going to like be bad for our community and be bad for the, for the world and the country, then it's hard. It's very hard for us. Like we don't get on Facebook and yell at Mm -hmm. people, but we judge them and we feel upset by it because it's like, it's not about you do you. It's about if you do you, it's going to affect me yeah. somewhere along mm-hmm. the line because it's yeah. a virus. So yeah. that's really complicated and hard. And I sh- I personally struggle with it. And I, it sounds like it's playing out in, in the group. Yeah, I think it's especially difficult as an American because we're in this country without like ma- like reg- the same regulations for everybody. And so you mm-hmm. see other people, even people you know, living a normal life and you're sitting in your sixth month of lockdown. Right. Um, that's me right. anyway. And it's right. very frustrating. So, yep. um, like how long, like if half the country is like living their best life and you're at home at your dad's house, mm-hmm. just hypothetically speaking, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> like it's really, it's really, um, yeah, it feels, it feels unfair. Like, yeah. And and sh- and difficult to continually do the right thing. Mm-hmm. This country is a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Truly. sick of it. All these people who are like, I want to go outside, and it's like, I want businesses to open. I'm like, we all do, and they absolutely yeah. could if you just yeah. wear this piece of cloth. Also, if you don't want to wear it, you're also not allowed to wear a seatbelt, and we'll see what happens. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same exact thing. It's a little uncomfortable, but you do it because it'll it'll maybe save a life. But yeah, this one's so different because it's like, it's not just, otherwise, yeah, you do you, but in this case, you doing you also does me, and I didn't consent. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Med, I have a quick question for you. The, what you ta- what you mentioned earlier at the top of the interview about how uh, if a woman is gearing up to travel solo, there's instantly like a a uh, you know be- conversation of like, oh, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be safe? And that struck me a lot. Um, so my question for you is like. If we all agree here objectively that that women do fa- uh, face, you know, specific challenges when they travel solo and that they, there are precautions and, and, you know, communities that they should be part of, how c- should a family member or like an ally express that concern without being condescending or without creating the, the, the worry that you were describing at the beginning of the conversation? I think that's a really sweet question. I think that family members and friends, they just want to know that you've thought it out. Like they want to know that you have a plan. It's their way of kind of warning you that the, that, you know, bad stuff is a possibility. And so maybe just asking questions about what their plans are and having a conversation with them about things instead of, even though it's not always on purpose, but being accusatory and being, and Mm -hmm. putting, and fear mongering, they're going to go anyway. So maybe <laughs> just have a conversation and be mm-hmm. like, let the, let the love that you feel for them, um, show instead of the, instead of the fear and the discouragement. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up today, we were curious to know what you have learned about community and women supporting women and being inclusive of women through this network that you've created. People in general and especially women, they just want to belong to something. Like we just want to feel like we, like we belong and that we have people we can count on. In particular, we as solo female travelers, we travel by ourselves and we usually prefer it that way. Um, we still don't want to feel alone. And um, the best way to connect when you are physically, geographically by yourself is is an online community. and. It's amazing what you don't know about a person until you actually talk to them. And it's amazing the different perspectives of uh, women in different countries with different with different backgrounds and just listening and asking questions can unlock so much. I think I've learned that a million times over since since starting this community. Awesome. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) Can't wait till we're allowed to do more things. (laughs) It's going to be great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. It's been awesome speaking with you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys. It was fun. I definitely had trips that were coming up that had to be canceled. Yeah, I was supposed to go to fucking Asia. Yeah, you oh. were supposed to go to Asia. I was That's supposed right. to go to Singapore and oh. Vietnam yeah. and Rawa and island off the coast of Malaysia, and it was going to be so cool. Oh my gosh! So, what are you rescheduling, or is it just twenty twenty one? All right. <laughs> I don't know right. that twenty twenty one is going to be it though. I feel like it's going to be twenty twenty two. It's yeah. actually like comical what a shit show this year is. You know what I mean? Every time you're like, could it get worse? It does. <laughs> it's very true. I'm scared as fuck for November. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, ah! maybe maybe we'll all go on a permanent vacation if Trump wins. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Just kidding. leave America. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think I, I told you guys you that. You've thought about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've thought mm-hmm. about going abroad if he gets reelected. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Matt was really supportive. He was like, "We'll figure out time zones." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which I loved. Um, uh, yeah. put, setting the permanent vacation aside, uh, what's your risk tolerance? Meaning. It, it, COVID is not, we are not vaccinated and through it, we are not done with it, but it's kind of more like we all, wear, we all wear masks. It's 2021, it's 2022. We all wear masks now because we just have to, and that's part of our normal life until the true vaccine comes through. Yeah. So getting on a plane is, you know, there's always some risk, but like, we're, we're okay. It's, it's lower than a 1% or whatever, and everyone's being safe. Like, is that, are you, are you personally able to get, get to Singapore at that point or, or not, not so much? I don't know. I don't know. And I think perhaps they also, you have to self-quarantine there for two weeks and then you do your trip. Which I guess I could do. I could just be like, I'm going to bring my laptop and work from Vietnam for two weeks. But like. Most people cannot 
bear that amount of extra time. Listen, three days alone with myself is too much. (laughs) 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 You know, I was having some complexes, like I'm 36, moving in with two roommates. I spent the last week alone and I was like, thank fucking God I live with roommates. Also, my roommates, (laughs) turn out, are fucking awesome. Well, one of them I knew was going to be awesome, but they're both... We had, had are having so we're having so much fun. And then I left, but awesome. um, anyway. yeah, maybe other people were aware of this. I was not, but um, I have a friend who's from Hong Kong, and she's like debating if she should go to see her family at some point, so it doesn't get to be too too long. But I forget the exact term for it. But there are like special hotels in Hong Kong. At least I don't know if there are other places. But she said like you're you're required to stay at that hotel when you get there. Wow, I've heard about that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good and smart. That's the government saying yes. this, you. This is where you go, and this is how we beat it. Uh, ah, oh, leadership. No, our con- our like? country is so backwards. It's it is really unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the way the way other countries are handling it, America's fucking individualism has gone way too far. And you know, I don't know mm-hmm. what no one would agree to like contact tracing or being like using location services to track where people are. You know, it's so like. Um, Big Brother, which I mean, it is a little bit, but also it's like a fucking. That's how. That's how they have it under control in other countries, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and we have all kinds of rules that are only for national emergencies. So I don't see why that couldn't be something that is only, you know, when a state of emergency is declared. Yes, right. If an earthquake happened, we would enact rules to to save people's lives that had to like infringe on people's abilities. But the other thing that, you know, this goes without saying, we let Facebook and Google and Apple and and Microsoft, whatever, track every fucking thing we do for advertising and commerce. But when it comes to saving people's lives, fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really bad. You know, you you let running apps track your exact route. Yes. So, yeah, no, it's fucking bananas. I listened to another podcast. I know just blasphemy about the NBA bubble. And I was like, man, we should get the NBA to like tell us what to do as a whole country, (laughs) except that it's so expensive what they're, it's like really, Mm. and you know, they were kind of making a joke like this could only happen. It's at Disney world. So it's like, this could only happen in the magic kingdom (laughs) because it's so like (laughs) fantastical almost, but they actually do have like, well, they, but just like, it's so off the wall, like some of the stuff they've implemented, but like, Uh for example, they have sensors they wear around their wrists that like, buzz if you're within six feet of somebody else oh wow oh wait that's really cool yeah yeah and they have a special friend who i love but it's like Mm -hmm. insane about covid and she's like we're not six feet it's like jesus christ girl we're outside we're roughly six Mm -hmm. feet but that's Mm -hmm. a really good device yeah and like special apps to track their health and on all of that every morning that they have to report to anybody who's their media included so I think it's great. I mean, maybe it's that is too much, fascinating but, yeah. and insane and wonderful and absolutely what we should all be doing. <laughs> if we could all, if, I mean, it seems massively expensive. There's a lot of money to be made if the NBA gets back online. There's no money to be made in saving, you know, regular people and poor people. So, but the regular people won't stand for it. You know what I mean? That's part of the problem is that people oh, well, will just too, right. of course. be fucking yep. crazy about it. Well, this podcast has been a real upper today. <laughs> I <I'm> thought <laughs> no, travel I would be like it. a I nice escape. <laughs> I think it was. And it was re- it's so great to hear about like women using this network to help each other out and to be able Guys, to I take more adventures. Guys, I think unemployment's calling. Can I take it real quick? Oh, yes, you got to take it. it. You got to take, yeah, take it. I can wrap it up from here. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> <laughs> I think it in. was uplifting, Jennifer. We learned about <laughs> uh, supporting other women. Anyway, uh, if you've traveled Could- solo, tweet us. I'm at Allie Gold. Jen's on the Hold phone, on. but let's, she's let's at Junebugger. What? Let's talk shit about Jen. She can't. She took her headphones off. Oh, she can't man, hear anything we're Jen, saying. She's so organized. She's so fucking. She's t- tall. Have you had her cooking? It's delicious. Oh my god. Oh, she also has great taste in men. <laughs> oh, not always. Not always. <laughs> I told her, I think I've said it on the podcast too. I'm like, is it weird how excited I am for you guys to move in together? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's hear the dirt. What's, what was going on? What's, what's, what was going on before Adam? Like what, what, I think what, the, what problems? I think the listeners know that too. Like the one guy who broke up with her while we were at a benefit that we were hosting. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And then there was another guy who just like did something really shitty and then like blamed her and told her it was like her fault. And I was like, no, it's mm-hmm. fucking not. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. Now I want to stab him in the eyes, but I have to remain <laughs> civil because you're still dating. I mean, he was good mm. in some ways, but yeah. No, okay, just, it was not unemployment. Yeah. 
We were talking shit oh. about you. You were. You'll have to yeah. listen to the episode <laughs> oh, all man. the way till the end because you, you don't know. know how to fast forward. <laughs> I love making bad songs in quarantine. It's my favorite. Forward. That that makes me so. Every time an unknown number calls, now I have to pick it up, and now so I'm just yeah. Yeah. Somebody oh, it's trying like to, someone trying to. Get it was a broker. Yeah, they're like, "Do you know this unit's available in your building?" I'm like, "Oh God, a podcast." <laughs> Anyway, all right. <laughs> where were what we? What if you guys moved into a two-bedroom in your building? Would that be uh, weird for you? Yeah. I'm, I'm moving up, moving out, it's you know? It's time for a change. <laughs> it's time for a change, exactly. Moving out. You know that song? <laughs> no, cool. but now you made up a song is about moving out. I know it. for that? My friend Anna was like, oh, I didn't know you could sing because all you do is sing badly all the time. And I was like, but that's so much more fun <laughs> to sing badly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have a beautiful voice. They're moving in together. But it's true, you do have that special voice you use for songs like that. <laughs> That's not as it's good. so much fun. Guess what else, guys? Guess where we're going to wrap this episode? Where? I just got an alert that your present is in the building. You guys have to call me and show me what it looks like because I ordered it on the internet and I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Allie sent me a present. And Adam. I sent her, I sent, actually, it's not for you. It's for both of you. I sent you a housewarming gift. Oh, and I'm pretty you. excited about it. Oh, my gosh. It. Thank you so much. I, I will definitely I'm take a picture. I'm so excited Stay for, tuned for you the next to episode. see it. It's a present for you and Adam. <laughs> Could everybody like that? Is that a great I think jam? there should just be a yes. whole podcast of you singing about I'm gonna send, anything. I'm going to send Jams, Jenny Jams, a CD. She's going to have to find a CD drive. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be titled, it's going to be like all old school like 90s graphics, and it's going to be mm-hmm. called Jams for Jams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Z. It's all going to be uh, weird. Jams, jams. Jams. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be all weird, kind of like slow, awkward ballads from me. <laughs> singing, singing like this. That's what I'm talking about. To yeah. you. All right. I've really gone I have an idea here. for a song. Yeah. What? Jen's moving. She wants to move to a better place, bigger place. So, like, what about like it moving, moving on up? Moving like, on maybe it's up. like moving with apostrophe N. I don't know. Think about it. It's never been done. No, you no, just no, dated this is, yourself. This is slow so jams for jams. That's what it is. Slow jams for jams. All right. Well, if you know what Matt's reference means, you can tweet at me. I, I know, but I'm not going to say. You can tweet at me mm-hmm. at Junebugger, J O O N B U G G E R. I'm at Allie Gold, L L I G O L D. You can email us at 2g1podcast at gmail.com. You can text us or leave us a voicemail. Um, that all requires calling us, but I think what the goal is to text or leave a voicemail, and that number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And you can join us on our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2g1p. Listeners of the show are joining us there uh, to just shoot the breeze, but also talk about show topics, suggest guests, suggest questions. Uh, We would really love to see you there. Allie, if they'd like to contribute, how do they do that? Please, please, dear God, do. You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. All right. Well, uh, we'll all travel to next week and we'll see you then. Sonic Universe. Women, maybe do a bit of makeup.